Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the House Money Sports Podcast. I'm Wolfman Jay. We got Randy the Stripper Whisperer Sharkhead back in the house. We're at 400 Lincoln Studios. We got a lot of shit to talk about today on this sterling rendition of the podcast. We have a lot of baseball shit. We're going to run down what happened today. Uh, we're, we're hoping that last week could get the Cubs back on track. Johnny Metrics, are you in the house? Johnny, Johnny is here. Johnny is in the house and he's got some good shit for us. Um, then we're going to talk, uh, we're going to recap the NBA draft. A lot of NBA stuff actually to talk about today. Tons of NBA, the NBA offseason is more uh, interesting than the NBA season and playoffs. So, yeah, a lot of shit to talk about there. We probably don't even we probably won't even talk about everything that probably needs to happen for the NBA right now. There's tons of shit going on, but we'll talk a little bit about it. Actually, um, there's a tons of shit about to happen. That yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not really sure, but exactly. there's a lot to talk about. And it. there's dates set for that shit. There's uh-huh. di- there's even different dates set for when it's gonna go down. So who knows when uh, who knows when all that's gonna happen. But uh, we got some we got some sleepers, winners, losers of the draft. Some sleepers that are gonna do some good things. Moritz Wagner is highlighted. One of my favorite names. Um. So uh, and then we're gonna talk uh, the World Cup. We're gonna bring you everything you need to know about the World Cup. Uh, we're gonna update you on the College World Series because you haven't watched it either. So we're gonna figure out, uh, find out all that stuff together. I've actually been watching a little bit of it. Is um we're actually watching it right now. We actually are Arkansas and Blake Knight has State. a dirty ass mustache. Blake so. Knight is a great looking pitcher. <laughs> I mean, I ever man. He's an Arky. He looks like he's from Arkansas. He looks like he's a pitcher. <laughs> and <laughs> it's. Name an Arkansas-looking pitcher, and Blaine Knight get a, is, get a, is the prototype. Get a picture in your Damn. mind. Blaine Straight Knight up. is the prototype. He was created in a, in a laboratory What do you somewhere. call that stuff? They that shit him out. coming out the back of his. told him to go be a pitcher. But he hasn't lost since last year, so he's doing something right. We got that. Uh, we want to know if Alex Ovechkin is still alive. He's on a all-timer right now. Well, all-time Dick, better. Lenny Dykstra and Alex Ovechkin, a couple guys doing crazy <laughs> things out there. Is Lenny Dykstra in Russia right now? We need to figure that out. Uh, Creed 2, I saw the trailer for that, so I want to talk uh, over under when that when um, who's gonna win that fight? Is it more what exci- round? Is it more exciting to have Creed back or Drago? I mean, oh Drago for sure. That's what I. Was well, I mean, yeah. yeah, this is this is this is the second Creed, so Creed's already been back. We've had time to process that, and now I'm excited for Drago. The question is, is like Rocky gonna fight Drago? I feel like Rocky's not done boxing. But that's that. That's uh, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, I saw the movie Gotti. That's the, probably one of the top ten worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, we can talk about that. But the first thing that we're gonna get into tonight uh, is baseball. And where do we want to go with this? Like, so we have we can recap what the action for today. Ivaldi looked good. He pitched uh, when he took a no-hitter against the Nationals into the sixth. There's a power pitcher. He's bouncing back off of some injuries. So he's a perfect guy to bounce back, but he's just on a bad he's on a bad team Is right he now. still having triple digits with this uh, heater? No, nah, his, his velocity's down. But, I mean, you know, that kind of what happens in baseball is, like, your velocity's going to go down, but is your baseball IQ, your smarts, your – you know, your your ability to hit the spot's gonna go up as your velocity drops. I mean the good pitchers are able to hit locations and work around that and he's always he's always had a lot of stints of some solid some pitching. He's always been a guy worth pitching up for a little bit, but 
Yeah, he's probably got to look to get traded. I don't. I mean, Tampa Bay's not going to be building on him for the future. I don't, I don't think. But I, I mean, I don't know. Tampa Bay is Oakland East, and they get guys like Nathan Eovaldi to play for them and do well for them. Players that have been good, and they just take a fucking stab in the dark. They probably have some kind guys of like Matt Duffy. Guys, guys exactly like Matt Duffy. Like Matt Duffy. That is the poster boy for Oakland at Billy Beanball, Matt Duffy. So, Eovaldi shut out the the Nats, who are in a landslide, free fall, along with the Cubs. Uh, Who worst team in the National League right now, Nats or Cubs? Who would have thought we'd be saying this a week ago? You mean playing Cubs baseball? Cubs were on a roll. Both teams were on a roll. And they both, I think they both got swept over the weekend. And... Both by divisional opponents, one by the last place team in the division, and um, so it's not looking good. I read a I read a stat against for the Cubs. against <laughs> a Cubs stat like I think like against against the Reds they're like four and six or something. This year, and against the rest of the division they're like I don't know twelve and three or something like twelve and five or something. I mean, well, real good against everybody else. The Cubs got it's like the Cubs are gonna have fat. to figure out how to beat the Reds. The Cubs got fat for like three years on the Reds. They feasted on Feast. the Reds and not yeah, it looks like the Reds kinda of figure something out. But the Reds well, are the Reds actually, have been looking good for, for a while, to to be honest. I mean it's I mean looking good is a relative term, but they're going in the right direction. I mean if if you were. A lot of young talent and, and great young pitchers in, in my opinion. Uh, t- Tyler oh man, Tyler Molly, Tyler Maley. He's Tyler, a bleacher bomb. Man, I'm, that guy is pronounced about eight different ways by Mahal, Mahal, Molly, Ma, Ma, Yeah, that's that's one of the ringers. That's one of the, it's one of the see it's the simple names. It's the simple names, Wolfman. I don't know how to pronounce that one. It's so that one M-A, I couldn't even tell you. I mean you could Mal. Malay? <laughs> yes. I'm glad another man's going through the struggles. Yeah, I don't know. That I, I have got nothing on that one. He's even on my fantasy baseball team. Daily, but... Yeah, um, interesting. Cubs and Washington both in fallen falling apart in a, free in a short stint, but in... Free fall. They're are they, are neither, free neither, neither one is in a, a place that they can't recover from in, in any way, shape, or form. Washington and the Cubs, both solid teams. Well, Whatever, they're three, four games back, but... Ain't, ain't nothing. So, Cubs bullpen is in shambles. That that well, doesn't help. But like, um, and Chris Bryant Chris went Bryant down today. Chris um, Bryant went to the up. So see what happens. Going there. through a lot of injury uh, concern, but his performance has been kind to showing that he's had something uh, bothering him for for a while. I mean, overall he's been performing this year. He went on a hot streak uh, two or three weeks ago. But overall, I mean. When you say underperforming, it's because you think Chris Bryant is a top-tier player, and he's just not been top-tier level all year. I mean, maybe he doesn't. Well, it makes you wonder what's really wrong with his shoulder, because they're just always like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, and like he hasn't played in four days, and now he's on a 10-day DL. So. And anytime you got a shoulder flaring, anytime you got something wrong with the, with the shoulder, that could be a serious I- issue. So KB, and he needs to figure it out. I don't know if he needs to get... Cortisone or what? But. Either way, the Cubs are playing like crap at two and a half back. I mean, no big deal. I mean, whatever. They go on a two, three game winning streak. It's forgotten. I mean, baseball's such a long season. These little peaks and valleys come and go. I mean, Darvish is playing catch in the outfield tonight, so. Well, that's what bad. you think. I mean, are the Cubs going to be flirting around this area? Are they going to 
come together at, at some point. I mean, what what are they going to be looking to do when this trade deadline comes? I mean, what what's your focus on that team? I, yeah, I don't know. They got they got some issues. It, I think I don't know. Bullpens and shambles. Well, that, all these teams are going to be looking at pitchers. Bat. You know, most of the time they're always looking for, except for Houston. <laughs> I don't think Houston's going to do anything at the deadline. I think Houston's probably pretty set right now. Maybe they might try to. I mean, I bet you Houston tries to throw a bullpen on them in there. It, it, if anything, if the Strohs, the Strohs need bullpen help. Seattle, Seattle. No, they don't need bullpen help, but they don't need. They anything. have a weird thing I tell going you what on. I need. They have a, a weird chair. They have a weird thing going on with uh, Ken Giles and uh, like Ron Dillon's been pitching so good. Uh, Hector, Hector Ron has been pitching lights out. And then both have been kind of sharing, sharing you know, the they're sharing like the closing duties, but I don't know if that means they need bullpen help, but that's just one thing you could always use more of in the playoffs is, is just a bullpen arm, a guy, a shut down dude that, you know, they'll probably go scoop a closer from somewhere just for the heck of it. I mean, why? Why? <laughs> so, I mean, Yankees, Boston still playing big ball up at top. They will all year. Neither one of those teams is going to slow down. Both of them are going to be adding probably pitchers. I mean, Bolton got plenty of bats. Sonny Gray? Is Sonny Gray going to be there? I think Sonny Gray is going to have an outstanding second half, in my opinion. I think Sonny Gray is going to have a guy for, for a long time. Uh, and you're hanging on to I don't know if I've been... I've been actually, to be honest, I've been a big fan of the Gray, the Gray oh, brothers. This chair is way better. The Gray... What? This chair is way better. I can, as much as I move around, it doesn't squeak. You need, you need a new chair sometimes. This is going to be the official. Yeah. I think needs some damn lube on it. Needs needs to get buttered up a little bit. Yep. But Jeez. man, you're right. I've been a fan of Sonny Gray a little bit. I'm, the the Gray brothers, as I was saying though, Jonathan Gray and Sonny Gray. I both think those guys were about time to just. <laughs> they're not really up brothers. Are they really brothers? No, they're, they're not. not really, no, no, no. I mean, it's the just name's probably named Sandway. Probably, yeah. They, yeah, they're, they're both. Johnny Gray sucks though. Which who's the worst Gray right now, John or Sonny? Uh. <laughs> Sonny's probably been getting, Sonny. I would say Jonathan Gray is probably his worst numbers because he hasn't been getting any wins. I remember when everybody wanted the Cubs to trade for Sonny Gray like three years ago. He's because got he a high like, ceiling. He's got a high ceiling. I think it's I think it's they think that that's a drop ceiling at this point. Coming down. Ceiling. You think so? Yeah. You think yeah. coming on that Yankee? think coming on that Yankees team? Well, his 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 metrics are way down. Like his shit is going down three years ago. So yeah, I think he's. I think he is washed. Officially, well, I'm putting him in the officially washed category. Sunny Gray will never be a put Sunny good, Gray a decent pitcher in baseball anymore. Yeah, not even a decent pitcher. No in baseball. No, and he's not going to be like any part of any rotation for the Yankees that wouldn't like in the playoffs or anything like that. Or wow, he went there. He went there. He went full out in there. Yep. He went full out in there. We'll see. I think Sonny Green's going to be a big part of a playoff rotation for the Yankees. Well, I think he's going to be I think he's going to be probably pitching out of the 3, one of the, the in the third in that stuff. Severino's I'm way tell too you. good. I think they probably will pick up some beast, but uh I think Sonny Gray will be right in there. I, but we'll see. That's what So we have a believer. I'm a I'm a believer. I am a believer. Q the soundbite guy for a believer. For a believer. Like that. Um, I, haven't found, I haven't seen the soundbite guy in a while. That dude's got to be on a bender. 
who bigger bender, Grizzly D or Alex Ovechkin right now? I mean, are you trying to get into that right now? So what? So well, I just want I got a shout out by Atlanta Braves. They are in first place. And they're not slowing down. I think they lost maybe like once over the weekend or something, or maybe tw- actually, who who did they play over the weekend? I think they did lose a couple games. They should have won to a bad team. But other than that, I mean, they're still in first place. The Nats. Are, I think. I think How much? that might be a two-team race between the Phillies and the Braves. I think the Nats might be the third best team in that division, especially with Bryce Harper hitting like he has been. It would make that more interesting. I like it. I like it. I like the Braves have such a good young team. Man, even their pitching, like they they actually have the Braves actually have the number one uh, minor league system in baseball next to the, or they have more prospects. They have more prospects than even the White Sox. Or number one, the Sox are number two. Well, so somewhat, considering like three dudes well, on that list are in the majors right now, though. Well, I'm saying like. I'm saying on, you know, via the big the big sites. But yeah, but yeah. Well, no, I think, yeah, true. So what, you got... Uh, Acuna, Gohara, and Soraka are all, so is, I think, Wright. I mean, Wright's still a prospect, I think I Acuna guess. was the only one on that list. I but think Gohara still was, too, but I mean, I'm not sure. But I mean, I'm saying they still have, they have guys... I don't know what Acuna's considers. He's, he's injured, so I mean, they probably did... You probably can't do that, though. You can't drop a dude down to the mine. I don't know why you would have to if he was on the DL. It's pretty much unlimited DL spots in the majors, isn't there? Yeah. They don't have to mess around with things like that. That's the fantasy baseball world spilling into real baseball right there. Sometimes yep. you'll have that. Sometimes you get lost up in them numbers. Um, Sometimes. Yeah, they couldn't send him down to the... They, he'd be on the DL. Speaking of those Braves, though... They couldn't just free up a roster spot. Given Freddie Freeman that run on the National League MVP right now, they are saying he is the front runner. Finally, put some bats around him, your boy Freddie, and uh, you know he's big Freddie Freeman guy. Big Freddie Freeman guy. You know he's like we've talked about there since day one. Talked about guys like Trout, my day ones, Trout and Goldschmidt, who kind of (laughs) get underrated by people outside of like baseball. Trout because they're not on good teams that ever are in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, man, you under. For guys that are in baseball, Trout, I mean, yeah, Trout's everywhere. He's talked about by all of us, but he's not talked about in the outside circles. Like, it blows my mind. I mean, I talked to some guys this week that don't even, that, you know, they're just, they're just base. I mean, I, 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 I don't want to say it, but. Well, guys around here, they probably just know who I talked to a couple they guys. They think Anthony Rizzo's good. Well, they were just Cub fans, and like, you exactly. know, they, they didn't know about, they, yeah, but they just like, they just like being Cub fans, and they're not like big yeah. in baseball. But why would you know about Trout? If you, I mean, the Cubs rarely play the Angels, and like, how often are they talking about Mike Trout during a Cubs game? I mean, not that much. So it's like, if you don't really know about baseball, or, or like follow it as a fan, or like, you, you don't know who Mike Trout is, or, or, or Goldschmidt, like, just, I mean, because you're not. You well, if you care, don't know, I you don't feel care like, who, who, like, the guy who's second in batting average every year is that doesn't make the playoffs. Well, I feel know? like if you're, a bit, if you're a sports man, you should know who Mike Trout is. If you're well, even, definitely, he's a. Yeah. If you're even a casual. I would like to meet the guy who calls themselves and tries to pass themselves off as a sports fan and doesn't know who Mike Trout is. Well, what I mean is they don't know. Well, I think his name is everywhere, but I'm saying maybe they don't, they don't know, know how like good he is. how good he is. Like who he is? They're like, oh, I've heard of Mike Trout. He's 
he's a good baseball player. Like, you know, that's they know that there's a dude named Mike Trout that's a good baseball but they don't know who Mike Trout is, right? The dude who is about to set the best The best base, the best player since Babe Ruth. He's about to have even. the best season of all time. Like they don't know who Mike you know what I mean? They don't know that. That's he's, not he's even, historically he's They don't know this guy. They just know that Mike Trout's maybe a good baseball. And he's right handed, which is kinda of blows my mind that he's that good of a hitter from the right side of the plate. But uh, best so, right-handed hitter probably ever. So National League MVPs in the top three: Freddie Freeman, Nolan Arenado, and Max Scherzer, a pitcher making his way in. Um, he's, Max Scherzer got the loss he's today, though. Nah, I don't. Well, he did. He was See, that's given the, the loss in the book. See, that's the debate. Losses don't mean shit. Well, I I don't think you can say. Hang that one on the team on the on the offense. You can't say they don't mean shit. But they they're not very they're not telling in the long run. I mean, I'm not gonna. He probably didn't even get out pitch today, really. But he got the he got the loss. Yeah. Tough luck loss. But um, well, do you think he got out pitched? Do you think he gave that run up? I bet no way, no way, no way, no way he didn't. Well, is what I'll say. I'm saying I guarantee Max Scherzer because if they were scoreless, he was staying in the game. I'm gonna check this box out. Well, let's uh. I have. I'm gonna bring back. Let's make Latvia rich. Cause I want to make Latvia rich. Actually, I want to make Latvia rich until we figure out what's Scherzer going on. Scherzer got out pitch and did give up that run. Seven innings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Iavaldi out pitched today. Go well, ahead, well, Iavaldi. Uh, didn't he pitch like six innings today? Six innings, nine Ks, uh, no walks. Scherzer. Was that wrong? Two walks, no runs. Scherzer was, and he had a one hitter, six and a one hit, two walks, nine strikeouts. Scherzer was seven innings, four hits, three walks, four strikeouts, one run. I mean, that's hot pitched. Less walks, less hits, more strikeouts, one less inning. But I mean, I don't know, one to nothing. It's hard to say who out pitched anybody in that game. That both those guys did their. That's job. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like both those guys, yeah. We called it. Both of um, guys did their jobs. It's hard to say even like, well, he was handed the loss. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's, why that's like the, there's another stat that's coming up. What was that I saw today? It was like wins and losses and it was ERA and wins don't mean shit. And now the other one is innings pitched. Like it doesn't matter. Like that's going to be the stat that goes away next. Keep your eye on that one. I but, don't, well, whoa, whoa, I'll fight that. Well, there's a reason we can, yeah. So, basically, you're saving... Saving arms? Saving arms, and... I don't know, it's... Uh, I was cool, yeah, you're starting from the pitch two dominant innings. That's going to be the stat to go... Well, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be the obsolete stat, innings pitched. That's going to be the next one that goes, like, wins in the ERA. But, what else do we got for baseball? Because I'm going to get into this, let's make Latvia rich until we figure out what's going on in America, and the gambling thing makes any sense, then we'll make America rich. So, what do you got? Was there anything that, like... Baseball, well, right. Top three, top know. three, top three in American League MVP right now: Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Jose Ramirez. Mookie Betts. Wanted name. to mention that for Jose Ramirez's name. Mookie Betts did his twentieth home run tonight. He did have his twentieth tonight, but uh, Trout's Trout's at twenty three, twenty four or something at this point. Uh, Trout's just uh, un, having an unreal season right now, offensively, defensively, uh, base running. He is your prototype monster baseball player. I don't, I don't know if you could say pro, maybe prototypes. Just like five tools. 
I mean, the dude had tools. He probably has like guy hit the ground running straight up right off the bat. Like second that dude was in. I mean, and you we I've said this before here, and you like well. I mean, he struggled a little bit, but I mean, he did. But it's whatever. Within three four months of playing, he was the best player in baseball, which means he probably was when he stepped on the field. He just had to just kind of just turn it up a little bit to that find that notch real quick and. For I mean, he's still like twenty five right now, twenty four I think, twenty four right now I think, and been dominating baseball for four or five years. Mookie Betts right in his tailpipe. Uh, Trout's got one hundred and three votes to Mookie's fifty one, but like I said, Jose Ramirez is the reason I'm calling that out just because, you know, it's where did he come like he came out of nowhere last year. You don't consider that name to be a superstar on that level. Um, oh, Jose Ramirez on pace to finish with 40 doubles, 50 home runs, and my favorite part of his stat line is 100 walks. Like He's better than Francisco pace. Lindor. <laughs> he is bringing up a way better... Well, you know, that's, wait, that's wait, why I wait. like to see that. Johnny. Johnny Metrics. Let's get Johnny there to run the, the line oh, of Lindor. I would love to know the line of Lindor versus Jose Ramirez. So, but Johnny, on the straight number size, well, you Jose Ramirez created. Jose, okay. Jose Ramirez Chuano is is Johnny. Give me Lindor. weighted runs created, bro. I want Where runs created. Uh, yeah, um, hold on, we're, we're uh, because I bet you Ramirez is beating Lindor even in that. Oh, I lost. Wow. He I might mean, be. He might be. I mean, he's having he's having an unbelievable season. People would definitely yeah, think of Lindor. It. People would definitely think of Lindor in that sense. Lindor's gonna get all the talk there. I mean, that's how that's how it's gonna happen. Well, Lindor, I know he was way up there in weighted runs created. So I want to know if if Ramirez did leapfrog him or not. What what happened oh, to Johnny Metrics? Did Johnny Metrics say Johnny Metrics in the house? He's just having some technical difficulties, but he's stepping in right now. Is he unta- Johnny. Johnny's here. We got weighted runs create. Oh, we got team weighted runs create. Stick with Johnny. Johnny's man. Johnny, Johnny had a rough night last Johnny night. Johnny had a rough night. He ate way too much birthday cake. Birthday cake and, will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, birthday so, cake will do it. All right, hold on. Weighted runs created. Mike Charles. Oh, Jose Ramirez is second. So he leapfrogged Mookie Betts. That's man. You were trying to tell me about the weighted OBA, dude. What about? Wait a minute, no, he's fourth. So yeah, I screwed that up. That was weighted OBA. I was looking at. He's second behind Trout, but he's fourth. And fourth in weighted runs created. Guess who's fifth? Wow. I mean, I, I'm glad Johnny came. I'm glad Johnny's in the Johnny, house what right do you now. got? Who's fifth? Brandon Nimmo. Oh, Brandon Nimmo's a monster. I'll and then third. Nimmo's so we got a Jose Ramirez sandwich. JD Martinez is third, and Brandon Nimmo is fifth. Oh, Brandon Nimmo. Waited. I, I was. T- I'm not sure if I was telling you or not, but Brandon Nimmo's a monster. So, wow. Because I was big on Conforto, wow. and then when I started looking into Nimmo, I was like, wow, I thought Conforto was going to be the guy. Obscure. But Nimmo is the guy. There's yeah. Obscure name of the week out of nowhere. Matt, Matt Chapman Award. Uh, that's from last week. Matt Chapman Award from last week. Brandon Nimmo. Matt. Where, like, wow. He jumped in the, to the top five... Um, Baseball players, offensive baseball players, in all of baseball. So, Brandon Nemo, obscure Matt Chapman, name of the week. <laughs> all right. So, man, I knew he was good. 
He uh, started off last Monday with a two homer week, but wow, I did not did not know. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks, Thanks Johnny. All right, hey, Johnny, stick around because we we need you back in. Johnny's We're gonna tag you back in. Five. We're gonna tag you back in. Actually, I'm Johnny is ready to go with what he's got to go. He's 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 gonna tell. Johnny has some gambling tips for everybody out there, and he's gonna show. He's gonna tell you what you need to do to uh, to get your shit going. He's gonna tell you what you need to look at, and I was completely distracted by Blaine Knight's mustache right there. I think he shaved the goatee off mid-inning, and now he's just rocking a straight, dirty-ass, second-rate strip club mustache on a Tuesday. Like a Tuesday night, second-rate strip club mustache, if I've ever seen one. Blaine Knight. That's like, that is Mount Rushmore, dirty-ass mustache right there. Anyway. What do you? What? What else? Do One you last have? thing. Now I was, uh, you know, I was gonna bring up. Uh, I was gonna be interested to watch that New York Philly game, uh, Yankees versus Phillies. Luis Severino on the mound for Jake Arrieta. Uh, just been really interested in watching Arrieta this year. He jumped to that Phillies team in that other division. Ended up right in the thick of a young team. Kind of thought he would be the veteran leader of that team, especially with that playoff experience he was given. You know, three years in a row. Presence. Presence. I mean, the experience, the presence, that you know, the leadership factor that goes a long way. You know, so uh, you know, That's I've been watching them a lot. Yankees up five nothing. They got yeah, they jumped got all over his ass. I mean, that Arietta's uh, gonna wear down. He's, he he's not. I mean, he got up to a good start, but he's gonna be he's gonna be like middle of the he's pack. Down, you're saying he's down to earth. He's coming back down to earth. Oh yeah, but yeah. uh, dude. Blaine Nightwatch, by the way, his undefeated record is in jeopardy. In right jeopardy, now. down one to nothing. It hasn't lost in a year, but we'll we'll get back to that. Johnny, are you Johnny Nouse? Come on back in get, here. Get bro. him in here real quick. After you talk to us about Blaine Knight fishing, he <laughs> he's got a fish. Of course he, keep of course your, he does. Keep your eye on this kid. All right, Johnny, do you do your thing. So, Johnny Metrics, okay, so this is, uh, I'm going to give you guys uh, tips on how to hey, build hey. your gambling empire pot or make Latvia rich, whatever you want to do. I should know because I'm going to start writing for the gamblersreport.com and I'm going to start blogging for them and giving you guys all the hot links to buy products and all the, uh, all the hot items. That are flying off the shelves out there. So be ready for that. But the first thing is first what I'm going to talk about right here. Some shit that you need to pay attention to when you're picking whatever team that you're thinking about picking and putting your money on. Like for me tonight, I have a 12-team parlay parlay going. It's not looking good. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does. But this is shit that you want to think about when you are jumping into this. Go ahead there, Johnny. So when you look at it, when you look at on baseball line, right? You you the first thing you're gonna look at is the starting pitcher. Um starting pitcher. So you're gonna look okay. at the start you're gonna look at the starting pitching matchup, right? That is the that is the That's the number one. Yeah, that's like the casual, like, oh I'm gonna play I'm gonna bet on this, I'm gonna look at the starting pitcher. So much more to it than that. So what I like to do, what I like to start, is I like to look at weighted OBA versus right-handed pitchers. So let's say that, that there's a good righty on, uh, going against a team 
whatever, vice versa. You want to look at, like, teams that are good against right-handed pitchers, right? So the best teams in baseball against right-handed pitchers, like a couple things that you need that you would want to look at. Um, and here's the top five weighted OBA. All right, so we got Boston at 346. Yanks. So this is, yeah, this is just the top ten versus right-handed pitchers weighted OBA. This is stuff that you want to look at, right? So... Red Sox 346, Yankees are at second, Astros third, Indians fourth, the A's are fifth against right-handed pitching at uh, 325 weighted OBA. Actually, there's a three-way tie for fifth, A's, Dodgers, and Cubs, uh, 325 OBA. The Blue Jays are a team in there, too, very good against right-handed pitching there in the top ten. The Angels and the Brewers round out the top ten. So... If you see one of those, it, it, so so if you see one of those teams that are playing a right-handed pitcher, those teams are are have the have a better advantage than other teams against right-handed pitchers. Um, namely, the bottom ten they have an advantage over, and here is the bottom ten from last to first. And I think we've had enough of a sample size from the beginning of the season. It's the end of June, so these are pretty good stats as far as how you want to gauge these teams, but. So bottom 10, last of first, we got the Padres are the worst team against right-hand pitching. Their weighted OBA is at 286. And then followed by, and this is last, this is, so this is worst, this is bottom, bottom, this is, so this is bottom 10 in that order. Padres, Royals, Diamondbacks, Orioles, Tigers, Marlins, White Sox, Rockies, Rangers, Pirates, Rays. My boys. So... The Diamondbacks are a right-handed dominant team. This is what this usually means is that there's a lot of right-handed bats in these lineups. So um, they have a disadvantage against right-handed pitching. But there's that, So that is just where you want to start, right? There's a lot more to it. There's a lot more variables. Variables, to shout out my guy Fusa Dees. Uh, it's actually variables. But um, so those are the good teams and the bad teams against right-handed pitching. Where you can get a real good advantage is teams against lefties. Right? Who do you think the best team against left-handed pitchers is for weighted OBA in baseball? I'll give you a I'll give Sharkhead a shot at this, and we'll see what he you comes up with. And it's tough. It is, it's tough. It's tough. You have to give me a minute to think about this. Whenever you see this team facing a left-handed pitcher, take a good look at this matchup. Basically, what this does is this... Se- Seattle? This, this gives you a chance... Is it Seattle? No. No. Nowhere close? This, this uh, they're in the top ten, but this gives you a chance to say, "All right, this matchup is good right here. Let me get deeper into the numbers." Basically, is what that would do. You wouldn't just want to do it based off of uh, off of any of these stats, but no, you need to acquire all of them. So, so top ten against lefties, Braves at three fifty, and I wouldn't have thought that because Freddie Freeman is their biggest bat, and he's left. He's hit swings from left side of the plate. So is Marquez. So their righties must hit lefties. That's a testament well. to Ozzy Albies right there. Testament to Albies, uh, probably not so much Swanspin, Swanson, but Akuna. Swanson? Uh, Kurt Suzuki Kurt is doing some big nice. things for the Braves. But um, so you got the Braves, the Yankees, the Rockies, the Astros, the Indians, the Reds, the Tigers. Betts hit his home run off the Angels. Betts and uh, Trout are playing against each other tonight, then, is what that means. Top two players in the American League against each other. Just to throw that out there. Good info. Um. So, so, uh, I think I got through all the left, the, the teams versus lefties. Braves, Yankees, Rockies, Astros, Indians, Reds, Tigers, D-backs, Mariners, and Cubs are in the top ten 
And so the Diamondbacks are going to fare a lot better against a lefty, is what that says. So if you're looking at if you're looking to make a bet, you see the Diamondbacks are a good team. You think they're in first place. If they're facing a dominant right-handed pitcher, you're going to want to look deeper into that. Um, bottom ten versus lefties in this order: the Mets are the worst team against lefties in baseball at two eighty-one. They're loaded with yeah. So they're right-handed. Do- well. Well, they're left-hand dominant is what that would they're say. Like with Nemo and oh, yeah. Jay Conforto. Bruce. And Conforto. Jay Bruce is hurt, though. But they, they have Cespedes. So. Sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah, they don't hit lefties. So that means that means that if you see them against a left-hand, and they're a bad team. So that's really one that would stick out and you would say, hey, let me go ahead and look at this. And you would probably lean towards whoever, whatever lefties facing the Mets. But then you got the Marlins, the Orioles, the Brewers, the White Sox, the A's, Twins, Nats, Royals, and Red Sox, interestingly enough. And you probably get really good odds on the Red Sox, too. So if they're facing a lefty, you know, that's one that you want to look at because you could get a lot of bang for your buck. You get some good odds on that game. All right, so uh, that is righty-lefty matchups. What I want to get into now, so you look at that, and then you say, okay, let me get a little deeper into it. So then you want to look at the best teams against the fastball. And these are, I think I have, yeah, the top six against the fastball. The only reason I made six is because the sixth is kind of a surprise, too. So the Yankees are the best team against the fastball. They're at plus 61.2. Then the Indians are next. Then the Cubs, Red Sox, Astros. That's the top five. Those are all good teams. So if you can hit a fastball, obviously you're a good. Yeah, I mean, if you if you hit the fastball well, which is the pitch that's thrown most in baseball, you're gonna you're going to have success, right? But then the next team is the Blue Jays. So they were in the top ten, I believe, against righties. So if you if you if you look at a if you look at a matchup. With a power pitcher that throws a lot of fast, a right-handed power pitcher that throws a lot of fastballs against the Blue Jays, that could be some good odds. Yeah, they're right behind the Cubs. They're seventh in all of baseball. Actually, they're probably top, they're probably sixth after the three-way tie for fifth or whatever. So the Blue Jays are a good matchup against righties who throw a lot of fastballs, um, because they hit fastballs. Now the worst teams against fastballs are in this order. Padres at negative 26.8, the Orioles, Royals, Twins, Rangers, and D-backs. So the D-backs so make, this, make this list as well. That means that if they face a right-handed power pitcher, they're going to struggle offensively. So that is, uh, this is just a way, and, and that doesn't mean that anything is set in stone or anything like that. That's not like, there's no guarantees. That's just a way to get every edge that you could possibly get. Digging into the numbers. So the Diamondbacks do not do well against fastballs, and they do not do well against right-handed pitchers. Padres, uh, I believe, were the worst team against righties, and they also they're the worst team against fastballs. So if you have a good power pitching righty against the Padres, I don't know if they were the last, but they were up there. You're gonna have some success. Now the best teams against the slider, um, you know, if because there's opposite ends of the spectrum here as well. You have the Indians um, hit it at a plus 10 rate, right? And this is the top five. The Indians are the best team against the slider. So if you have a slider pitcher against the Indians, the Indians will probably have some success there. because And if it's a righty, which they have a lot of success against, 
that's a good matchup to go to look at the Indians and lean towards them. So Dodgers, Braves, A's, and Reds. Cincinnati Reds are one of the best teams to hit against sliders, and uh, they're one of the best teams against righties. So and they probably have good odds. So you could take a good look at that if they have like Mahel Mali pitching, and you know, and they're facing a good righty. What is his name? And they're facing a righty that throws a lot of sliders that might not be that good. The Reds are a team to look at there. I think Tyler Malay. Malay? I mean, Malay? Malay? Molly? You, I mean, either one. Molly Malay? Maybe there's multiple pronunciations. I've called him Tyler Molly for most of the... Tyler Molly. I don't... Know. That's a good default name. M-A-H. Ma. Lee. Ma. Ma. So... Freaking A, man. So the bottom five in that order, we got the the, the bottom five as far as <laughs> sliders, right? This is a bad... Sliders. The Royals are minus 30.6 against sliders. So if there is a good... And you can find all this information on fan graphs, who throws a lot of sliders and who throws a slider well. If there's anybody that you... Like Tyson Ross has the biggest slider rate in baseball. And it's above average. Who does? Tyson Ross. He's got the best slider rate. He, he's got the highest slider rate. He's got the. He's got a good. He's got. Uh, Does that mean he throws it the most, or he's yes. got the best slider? He's got. He throws it the most, but he also has an above average uh, value for it. Yeah. So, if the Royals are facing Tyson Ross, that's a good. That's a good, safe bet that the Padres are going to do pretty well, and that's actually one to probably look at the over under on because the Padres, especially if the Royals have a righty on the mound. They don't hit anything either. So, Tyson Ross versus the Royals is an under all day. That's all. That's what I'm saying. All day. Um, and the Padres actually check in at negative 28.6 after them. So, they are the second worst team against the sliders. So, if you got two slider pitchers pitching against each other, San Diego KC, look at that under, no matter who it is. Uh, Marlins, Rays, Tigers, and Angels round out the rest of the top six as far as the teams against the slider. Now, I touched on... There's one more thing that you want to look at every single time. These are things that you want to look at every single time, right? There's way... You want to look at the starting pitcher and what he throws versus what the offense has hit. And I don't want to get into that because then you'd have to look at a lot of starting pitchers. But that's one thing that you're going to want to look at. But I talked about it a minute ago. And innings pitchers are going down. They've gone down, I think, the last three or four years. They've gone down as far as starters, how far they're getting into games on average, right? There's still starters that go deep. There's starters that only pitch five. Like Tyler Chatwood is lucky if he gets through five. So um, that's only half of the game, right? So you want to look at what bullpens, what bullpens throw too. And I look at bullpens as a whole, right? So the top five bullpens in baseball right now as far as FIP, which is fielding independent pitching, which is a better category to gauge um, uh, success rate for these four pitchers, individual pitchers, and pitcher staffs as a whole. Um, and if you don't know what FIP is, go and look it on Fangraphs. It's it's pretty pretty simple to figure out. It's just you take the fielders out of the equation. Um, the Yankees, Astros, Brewers, Padres, and Red Sox are the have the best five uh, fielding independent pitching averages in the game, or ratings, or values, or whatever you want to call it. So, if you take the Padres, any Padres game that you have, right, they are going to, they they have 
one of the top, they have one of the best bullpens. If it's a close game around the fifth inning or something like that, you can look at the Padres to maybe not have an advantage, but if the if the odds are 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 shifted heavily towards the other team, the Padres have at least closed the gap as far as, you know, from the fifth inning on, if they can stay, if they're gonna be able to win that game or not. Right? So um the bottom five in that order, Royals, Mets, Indians, Marlins, and Angels. So those are the five worst bullpens as far as fielding independent pitching in the league. The Indians are surprised on there. So that's one that you want to look at, too. If they have a lead, other teams can get in the game. So look at that. And um, that is just basically a quick rundown, or maybe a not-so-quick rundown, of shit that you can do. If you're thinking about betting on a baseball game, like this is this just is write write that stuff down and wait, you know, wait for them matchups to line up. Exactly, it's, it's not exactly that hard to do. I really. would like to get like a spreadsheet that just updates automatically. I, I had a spreadsheet, and it's tough. It's 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 a lot of work to do every day if you're going to start from scratch. So yeah, you need to make a list. And then you need to find... Because some of these matchups will fall right into it. And it's fun to see everything play out by the numbers. When you got the best slider pitcher against a team that's worst against hitting the slider... And, mean, and then you have... You go. And then you have a bullpen that throws... Well, he lost that ball. And then you have a bullpen that throws... So, I, I had another on here. So, if you look at the bullpen pitch percentage, like the Pirates throw the most fastballs, the Dodgers throw second most, the Reds, Nats, and the Marlins. So, if you take a good fastball hitting team against the Pirates bullpen, they're going to have more success than a team that doesn't hit the fastball well. So, that's the stat that you can look at. Like You can look at all this stuff, and, I, you know, it's just uh, it's a lot better way than just look. There's way more to it, and obviously there's way more involved than just looking at the starting pitcher. That really is about 10% of it. And you have to think outside the box when you're betting on these baseball games because it's not like a football game. If you see heavy odds one way, that doesn't necessarily mean... Uh, like, you have to you have to trust the numbers. So if you see something with, like, Tyson Ross playing against a team that's oh, terrible against the slider, you have to trust that. You can't go... You cannot bet... With what your heart says, you have to go with what the numbers say. And you have Always to trust all the numbers. You have to trust it. So there's Johnny Metrics. He's coming out, he's coming into some smooth jazz. And uh Always. we are and that's it for him. He's gonna wrap it up. He's gonna he's bouncing out of here. And uh so unless we got some more on the baseball tip, we could probably go ahead and wrap that one up, and get into some NBA draft and whatnot. Uh, not too much uh, on the baseball. Uh, the, like you said, Boston playing it's LA. Boston's killing it's... them. Arizona's beating Miami right now. New York's still killing the Phillies. Uh, you know, not too much. It's tough to stay current and talk about the days. Ah, it, it is going. It because is because you know people are going to hear this tomorrow. There's going to be already a new set of games. So yeah, uh, it's fun to throw some live shit up in there just as things were going down. Like this Arkansas dude just lost the sun or lost the ball in the sun. <laughs> he lost the sun. He lost. That's a big deal. He saw only the sun. He lost the ball and uh, and that's hurting Blaine Knight. Blaine chances. Knight. Blaine Knight just. Blaine Knight's undefeated records in trouble. Blaine Knight was pissed. I think that was a ground rule double popped over the fence and and that was that. But uh, 
You know what? All right, there it is. Let's wrap it up. Johnny Metrics in the house. Let's make Latvia rich together, or at least let's make Latvia rich until America figures out what the hell they're doing with gambling. So let's. Um, you good there? You good, Shark? Oh, I'm you good. Weren't ready. I'm good on you baseball. weren't ready. All right, let's 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 uh, let's stop it there. Let's get into some basketball. Stay there. We'll be right back. House Money Sports, back at you. NBA offseason, more interesting than the NBA regular season. So let's talk a little bit about that. The NBA draft got over Saturday. So some winners, some losers. Um, my favorite pick in the whole thing is Mo Bamba going to the Magic. Um, Mo Bamba. I think he's. I think he's the player that's ready to contribute right away. So How I tall think that's is he? The biggest one. Wingspan of seven foot ten. How tall is this he's huge freaking dude? Because I mean, seven ten wingspan. I mean, they used to say that your wingspan was like generally about your same height. He's not seven foot ten. No, he's definitely not. He'd be the tallest human being alive. Well, that's why it's like, yeah, all right, man. Think. I've been pondering it. What if there was a seven foot ten? Basketball player, how dominant would he be? Is that where we're going? Is that well, the no, next? I don't know how dominant we would be because I mean, would Is his body be in proportion? Would his body be proportional enough? By the way, Blaine Knight drops filthy ass sliders on two old counts with runners at third base. Like crazy. this guy's makeup. I like this guy's makeup. He got this is the that. Blaine Knight hour. He got out of that. Yeah, he did get out of that. Bases, runners at the corners, nobody out after uh, left fielder lost the sun and the ball. So. Yeah, they made a drive. 7-1. Wingspan 7'10", 225, Mohamed Bamba. Sorry, I didn't mean to Mo. cut you off on the blade. You just call him Mo, okay. So, yeah, that's what uh, yeah, that's what they call him, Mo Bamba. Um, so DeAndre Ayton, or Ayton, DeAndre Ayton went number one. He's going to, he's... Fits right into that young Phoenix nucleus. Love that pick. I, I don't know. Colin Sexton, I think that's a big... Uh, I think he is a playmaker. And if anything, the Cavs need those. If LeBron comes back, if LeBron doesn't come back, Colin Sexton doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so everything with Cleveland just contingent on what LeBron does, right? So nothing really matters outside of that. But if LeBron does come back, I like Colin Sexton being able to make plays, break down the defense... So, and that's what they don't have right now, besides LeBron James. So, um, the big trade in the top ten was Donchins and Trey Young. Trey Young is on the Hawks. He's definitely afraid of birds. So, gonna see how that works out. But, um, and actually, the the Golden somebody at Golden State front office is now in Atlanta. So he's trying to create Splash Brothers too there. But. I don't see Trey Young being a good pro. I think he, I think he was a dynamic offensive scorer, but um, his lack of—I mean, Steph Curry's not an extreme, like an, a huge athlete or anything like that. But I think Trey Young's lack of ability to play above the rim and to—you know—I think that I don't know. I think he's gonna—he'll probably be a starter, but I don't think he's ever gonna be the guy that. I don't think he's ever going to live up to whatever his name is right now. 
Luka Doncic is the guy you got traded for in Dallas, so that 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 continues that uh, European pipeline for the Mavericks. Um, they go right from Thunder Dirk to to Luka. Yeah, he's not he's not the same kind of player as Dirk, though. Don't make that mistake. But maybe they're so they're on the other side, like. You're either like Luka Doncic is the best player ever, or then there's other people that are like Luka Doncic isn't going to be good. I think he's just like the token white guy, European dude that's always in the top three or four picks, and um, yeah, they usually don't like Andrea Bargnani and uh, your guy. Is that how you say that guy's name? Bargnani and Mark Nanny. Man, all right, and, I'm glad uh, I got the real one there. What? Who's the other? Yeah, so um. Andrea Bargnani, man, you said something a lot different. Um, Andrea Bargnani, Bargnani's hot. Yeah, I'm better with his last name, but um, those top three guys. Who was the guy that was picked in the, in the LeBron draft? What was his name? The Serbian dude. Uh, the LeBron. I can't remember, but he was the second pick, and they were even talking about picking him first in that draft. But this. There's always one of these guys, Luka Doncic is that dude for this draft. Um, I like Kevin Knox, and, and whoever is going to just be a superstar in New York, like, they're ready. Like, the table is set. Uh, uh, Porzingis is that guy, but he got hurt. So, now I think Kevin Knox is a good candidate to be that. He's either going to be awesome or suck bad. I don't think that there's any in-between for him. Ain't no in between. Um, that's how a lot of these players are, though. You know, that's what you get out of them. You're looking for. There's two versions of a lot of these young players you get, right? And you never know which one you're gonna get. I mean, you can kind of see both of them that they could potentially be. You got you got Michael Porter Jr. falling to the Nuggets at 14. A lot before of people think the Cavs should have taken him. To be honest. Well, before the season started, he was number one, but now he's got, like, he's had, he didn't play last year. He played like a game in college when they brought him back for the tournament, but he's got back problems. He had the same back surgery as Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's scary. At 19, so injury issues, high risk, high reward player right there. That's probably the definition of a high risk, high reward draft pick, Michael Porter Jr. Um,. I don't know. There's a lot of this is namesy draft. Like I said, Kevin Hyder went 19, like I thought he would, or or I thought he would go in the top 20 after I. Or I don't know after I saw it, but I can't believe he went that high. I watched him a lot at Maryland, and I had no idea that he was even an NBA prospect. <laughs> so, but you can never have enough guys that can shoot. So, uh, you team him up with. I mean, he can hit some threes. You got Trey Young splashing threes from 30 foot. So. They are trying to create what they got going in Golden State in Atlanta. Just a bunch of guys that come down and bomb threes. So, Grayson Allen at 21, he went higher than he was projected to, but the Jazz had to fill out their white player quota, and I think they reached that at six. So, wow, they, needed, they needed him to, uh, to get that in there. <laughs> uh, Mo Wagner, your guy. Mo Wagner. You were big on him in the tournament. Oh, yeah. Oh, a big You're right, a big Michigan, Michigan fan. Yeah. So. He's a big piece. He could be. He could be. He got Moritz. I, I think LA's going to like him a lot. He, right now, Moritz Wagner is probably um, a little puckered right now because he doesn't know if Germany's going to advance to the uh, knockout phase of the World Cup. 
Well, that's later. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to work that one out. He's probably worried. He's probably worried about it. He's worried about some things. Man, so looking at this draft. Well, Landry Shamit, he he came up in the first round. He was a projected late pick. And actually, he was a lottery pick if he would have came out last year, a high first rounder. He went 27th. So he went from a good value pick late in the draft to a risky pick at 26. But the Sixers, and he, I don't know, I think he could probably shoot. So he might, and that's like, that is insurance for Markov Fultz. If Marco Fultz doesn't learn how to shoot, which is really weird because he was number one pick last year and he forgot how to shoot a basketball. That's that's like that's about as bad as John Lester not being able to throw to first base. Chuck Knobloch not being able to throw to first the base yips. from second base. Yes, or fucking real thing. Well, A Rod had that for a minute too. He got where he couldn't throw to first. A Rod had the yips. He had him for a little bit. He probably had. I'm not sure if he was playing short or third when he had him, but he had like a series when he he had like a little series of. Uh, Couple years. games where he was, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, not that bad. He's had a little little string of games where he was struggling to throw. Uh, I think it was on, it was on the Rangers or right when he ended up maybe in New York. But some guys just get that they just get. Well, folks, being number one pick, that's so weird. But you get you have uh, Javon Carter with for the Grizzlies. I called that one. He needed to go to a jumbled mess. The Grizzlies are exactly that. So he's going to get some early playing time and have a chance to establish himself. The dude from West Virginia. They play hard, so he's a scrappy, hard-nosed guy that can knock down shots and score the ball, and he plays defense. So that right there, Javon Carter, remember that he is going to be on that roster next year and making plays. I don't know. They're, they're going to suck really bad, but he's going to be the guy where, like, you turn it on in, like, the third quarter, and there's a bunch of guys that are, like, probably going to flame out of the league in a couple years, but Javon Carter's going to be in that in that on the floor in that situation. And then he was picked ahead of Jalen Bronson, which is weird. But, you know, I guess the name Jalen Bronson didn't carry didn't carry him into the first round. Good College player that. of the year. Um, he uh, went to Dallas, which uh, Luka Dodge. So they have a couple guys that, you know, they're going to probably be wrote, I think Doncic is probably your cornerstone, but Jalen Bronson could factor into some things. Uh, you have they brought back they re-signed what's his name, um, dude from Indiana, the short guy. They just I think they they reached terms with him today, and he was the bait of my existence for five years. Um, scatterbrain today, but uh, um, what he's like he looks exactly like Isaiah Thomas, like he is in the mold of Isaiah Thomas. Who? Um, man, that's gonna drive me crazy. Um, Motivize Isaiah Thomas. Devontae Graham went after that, and what's surprising is, is his boy, his running mate, didn't go with him. So, but Devontae Graham went thirty fourth to the Hawks, so they got him uh, paired up with, uh, with Hyder and with Trey Young. So they're giving it a shot, but yeah, a lot of big names in the second round. The second round was, was there's was a lot of value. Kid H Diop went. 48th to the Timberwolves, Big Ten Player of the Year, went really late in the draft. And my guy, Tony Carter, I called that if he wasn't a freaking New Orleans Pelican. I don't know uh, who fits anywhere. That dude is a New Orleans Pelican. He was born a Pelican, and he got drafted there. So 
I think he's going to make that roster. All these guys are going to get a chance to uh, do some things in the in the NBA summer league, but I think he's going to I think he's going to make a roster. He's got good size for a point guard, especially. So you're seeing a lot of team building going on here. Guys are trying to figure out. You know, I like what a lot of these teams did. To be honest, like I like Thomas Welsh went to the Nuggets. That's a good pick at 58. He was he was a high profile dude at, at UCLA, and he did a lot of things. So, um, yeah, good. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of winners and losers. I think the biggest winners, like if I had, to, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily like what the Hawks did because I'm not big on Trey Young. Uh, Hyder, I didn't even know he was an NBA prospect. And then um, Devontae Graham is an undersized point guard, so he could hit. He's the best ball handler in the draft, though, so he could probably carve out a niche for himself. And and you can never have too many of them. And he can make plays for other guys. He could probably get in the lane. He's he's. A prototype Kansas guard. So, but his running mate this year, I can't think of his name either right now. Um, the other guard on that team, uh, he didn't, he did not get drafted, which is surprising. But he will play in the summer league. Unlike Leangelo Ball, who didn't get drafted, is not going to play in the summer league. The Levar Ball effect is real on that one. Like, unless your son is a top five pick, and uh, and you're a ball, you probably aren't going to get. Too many favorable options with LeVar being your dad. And I think you saw that right now. But at least he's got the JBL to fall back on. His dad's fucking rookie league or whatever it is. He's got that to fall back on. Nine out of the 11 first picks, freshman. Wow. Yeah, so there's your one freshman. and done. There's your one and done. So, well, Which is interesting. Who wants, who wants to risk getting injured in college and not getting that contract when you get that contract, man? I mean, I, I feel like that's a lot of what this comes down to. I mean... Luka Doncic from Sylvania was one of them. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, he wasn't a friend. Who's the other one? I'm not sure. Oh, Bridges? Mikel Bridges, Villanova Jr. So, I mean, dang, I thought that was surprising to see. And uh, I think... Bridges got traded, dude. Yeah, he got traded to the Suns, which... So, he's from Villanova, and he even did his post-game press conference where he was talking about how much... How happy he was to stay home and play for Philly, and I think his mom even works for the 76ers. And then he got traded, like he got traded right in the middle of his press conference, and continued to talk about how much he loved Philadelphia. So really awkward there. That would have been Sounds like super awesome. awkward. And then like, how awkward is it for his mom to go back to work on Monday with that? Like they just traded her son. But so he got traded to the Suns though, so he becomes a part of that. So you're talking about empathy of the mother. I'm saying wow, like, that's man. a that's a there's a lot this of variables. A lot of lot, he's laid his heart out on the table right now here. I'm just saying that that's a that's a crazy that is a crazy like dynamic right there sitting at the podium, talking talking with the with the Sixers hat on talking about how much you love that organization, <laughs> and you get traded mid mid conference. And then maybe nobody he likes tells a lot you. of organization. He likes a lot of organization. So maybe. now he's got to love the Phoenix Suns organization. Five out of the first seven picks were big men, which surprised me. Wow. Maybe they're getting they're so, start, they want to trend and get big again. I don't believe it. I thought that was just surprising. I mean shooters are all the shooters my flop, are all the rage. My flop of the draft is gonna be Marvin Bagley the third, by the way. That's your flop of the draft? That's my flop of the draft. He is so... Where did he go? Who was that? He's Kings of Two. He, he's so like the prototypical dude that goes... He's the Duke player that gets picked by the Kings and flops on his ass. <laughs> Actually, he's the player that gets picked by... Any player that gets picked by the Kings and flops on his ass. Yeah, that, they compared him to like uh, Andrew Wiggins. I, I saw. 
He reminds me of Justice guy. Winslow. Justin, wow. Which means he'll be in Andrew league. Wiggins is a is a disappointment too. He's well, yeah, lost. Like he, that's what he's I thought was funny. On lust. I don't know if he's there yet, but you could. If we're playing horse, Andrew he's Wiggins the US might want right now. Andrew Wiggins might want to join that All Buxton team. He's <laughs> a contestant on the All Buxton team for sure. There you go. Put him on the list. Yep. He's definitely. Oh my guy, Dante DiVincenzo too. I can't forget about him. Seventeenth to the Bucks. That dude went from obscure bench bench player to the seventeenth pick in the first round of the draft. Like he almost got he his legend almost got him into the lottery, which is pretty amazing. These deer, these deer, trying to get on this bod, podcast, Wolfman. Let's take care of them. Oh. We got a one-one one ball up. game. One-one ball game so between means... Arkansas and Oregon State. Blaine Knight. Blaine Knight trying to keep that streak alive. Trying to keep that streak alive. Well, there's your NBA draft. There's your NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Suns are winners. Suns are big winners. Suns do good. Fuck the Kings. The Hawks, fuck the Hawks. They suck, too. I don't like their draft. The Grizzlies... They got Jaron Jackson and they got Javon Carter. Those are perfect Memphis Grizzlies. They probably will be mediocre NBA players. Um, Javon Carter might be even a little less. Like, he's going to be there when they're really bad. He's going to get a lot of minutes. And then once they get good again in a couple of years, Javon Carter will be gone. Um, and then Jaron uh, Jackson probably isn't going to be a superstar either. I don't, I don't, I don't see it there. Um... Magic Mobamba, that's 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 nice. So I'm gonna call the Magic winners. Bulls, Wendell Carter Jr. That's the that's not sexy at all. Nah. That's not sexy at all. Nah, big big center with not much upside, but that's kind of what the Bulls like to do, though. Bulls like to pick like these kind of safe. The unsexy pick, like that's picking like. I feel like that they could have went way sexier. With like somebody, but I mean, it's it's addressing a position of need, I guess, and he could shoot it a little bit too for a big guy. So I'll I use my words in a year if he's good. I think he just lacks upside. I'm the guy. I'll jump right on the bandwagon. Like I've been there the whole time. If they turn out to be better than I thought they were going to be, and Wendell Carter, he's it looks like a pretty good prospect to be that. Um, Sexton, I like that. If LeBron stays, if LeBron stays, it doesn't even matter. Uh, Kevin Knox, I think he's going to be good in, in, in New York. So, just some things to keep your eye on. Michael Porter Jr., uh, for the record, I think he is never going to be healthy. So, there's the Wolfman stamp of of the day. Michael Porter Jr., MPJ, is never going to have... He's never going to be... He's never going to have a lot of sustained success because he's not going to be able to stay healthy. And for the record, fuck Missouri and the Tigers, too. University. And what is it? Yeah, Missouri. Fuck them. And their fans. Fuck them. Yep. Tell you what, the Bulls will be riding tall this year because, I mean, they'll be riding Lori Markin in. I like Lori. I think Lori's the third option on a championship team, second option on a good team. Well, That's do, you, do you think you think uh, their top two picks, Chandler Hutchinson and Wendell Carter, you think they'll go right into that starting lineup with uh, Levine and Dunn and, and Markinen or Hutchinson? Will. I'm not even sure who else is even on that team. Hutchinson will, but not Carter. No, I don't think uh, Hutchinson will. 
No, you don't think Hutchison will. You think he might have? I think you got Dunn. I think you have Levine. Yep. I think you have Laurie. Um, you think you think Wendell Carter might get in there? We'll I mean, see. then you got a schmooze board of Bobby Portis and you know all the you know Bobby Portis will be starting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he didn't start last year. I don't think he started every game last year. I think but he we don't will really do. this year. But but. Um, yeah, you got a smorgasbord of big guys that, you know, just pick a pick a rotation there. So Wonder Carter has some if he's not gonna start, he's gonna get big minutes. So and and uh so there's that. What what else do we got? Is that it? Is that, let's wrap up the draft. Let's get into the NBA. Let's get into the NBA MVP talk. James Harden won the MVP. I don't know how I feel about that. I think LeBron should win the MVP every single year. As a LeBron stand. But I think LeBron should win it every single year. <laughs> but I don't know. Harden's is, I mean, I guess you can't go wrong there. That says something. I guess you can't go wrong with Harden. James Harden. You can always pick between you should probably give it to James every year, but then if you're not gonna give it to James every year, it's probably gonna either be Harden or Durant, you know? Or Westbrook with the numbers. And that's pretty much it. Like what like who else is in that conversation even? Steph Curry if he's at the plays all year. So And then who else? James Harden. Yeah, it's going to be between James Harden, Steph Curry, and LeBron James. Every year, and then throw Westbrook in there and Durant. I mean, you got like five names that can win at, uh, NBA MVP right now. Well, who, who on, I, I don't know. There were some, some good rookies. I'm trying, if, if, if some of those rookies could take it to the next level, guys. Well, guys, you know, well, I mean, we'll get into that. We're going to talk about that. Well, not, stuff, not, but, well, yeah, no, but like Ben Simmons could get in there eventually, but I think like for the next two, three years. I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be in the NBA or MVP conversation, but I think you got like four or five guys that win it, so Harden, whatever. You know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> These dudes are coming out, they're averaging close to like triple doubles, like right off the bat. I think Mitchell's averaging eight, eight, some, eight point some assists and eight point something rebounds. Donovan like. Mitchell? Something, yeah. No. I was looking up these guys as over uh, these. Uh, Donovan Mitchell averaged eight rebounds and eight assists? I think, I think so. I was looking at what, or uh, not. Simmons, I think Simmons. Oh, Ben Simmons. Simmons was averaging eight. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's he's averaging well, he eight in assists and and uh, rebounds well, like, right a- off the bat. And because uh, I was reading how many games they played, LeBron played I think all 82 games. Yeah. Uh, wasn't injured for any of the games, and I think Simmons played 81. That's the kind of way I'm to. And I was looking at their stats. I mean, that's impressive. Averaging eight plus on the rebounds and the assists, it just shows a lot of versatility. Um, so I mean that's that that does bring some some MVP talk I guess to the situation, but he'll jump in, in the future. he'll jump in the convo in the future he'll be there. But like right now, I mean, yeah, I mean guys like Tatum, man. I mean he he was doing uh, some carrying to that team in the playoffs. I mean, be curious to see who can enter that mix. Be real curious. Tatum was third last year. Ball. I'm looking at last year's draft. By by the way, just just curious. Oh, Mitch was thirteenth, and they got traded to the Jazz from the Nuggets. Didn't even know that. They probably regret that. Maybe. I mean, I. Diamond Mitchell should have won Rookie of the Year. You ready to talk? You want to talk about? Let's that talk about. Well, I was, I, was th- I was gonna throw something at you on this MVP. I know we was getting into these young guys who were gonna be able to compete for that, but what's up? So LeBron averaged career highs in assists and rebounds. They said, and uh, it it was in the eights as well. But I think the reason Harden won is because they said he was the fourth player to average thirty plus points and give his team sixty five plus 
wins. I was wondering if you knew the other three guys. Oh, average 30 points, 65 plus 30 points. plus points. Jordan. With a 65 plus Jordan would be one. Uh, one out of three. Give me the the era, like the decade. I'm not giving you no errors of decades. Three guys, 65 win seasons with 30 plus points. Jordan. I mean, I probably couldn't even give you the accurate era of one of these guys. Oscar Robinson. Jordan, Curry, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh. So throwing hard, and those are the four guys. Average 30-plus points, and their team's won 65-plus games. I thought that was a pretty cool stat, but that's Whoa. kind of like an elite group right there, and if that's not an MVP averaging 30-plus points and your team wins 65-plus games. Well, I think there's landmarks. Like, I think the Westbrook triple-double a couple years ago, like, that was uh, that was a landmark. Like, that, that should have been MVP. Right, because that hadn't been done in thirty years. So once you start talking about stats like that, and you throw that into the mix, then well, that would solidify. You the wins, know, is, the, the wins fact is that huge, though. The wins is huge, though. Yeah, that's that's a big part of that. I mean, I when Westbrook did that triple. double I mean, milestones. What, what, how dude. was it? How was the record? Yeah, milestones. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, he hit that triple double milestone. That's you have to give it to him that year. Now he did it again, second time. You know, you can. Whatever, but the first time you got you, yeah. But it's because you can tell that his team, people are. You can tell that he's hurt, he's hurting his team in a lot of ways. I mean, he's throwing well, stats Westbrook. down. I don't like Westbrook. I think it's yeah, well documented what I think about Russ. Well, I think that's proven. He <laughs> set that <laughs> landmark and they gave him MVP. But now, I mean, you can kind of tell that there's a lot of things that uh, will bring uh, Westbrook's great he's game not down the most valuable, valuable player. He's in the value department. He could definitely yeah. stuff. He's not get that. He's not getting the most out of his uh, teammates. You know, he's not, you know, he's not getting his team the wins when they need it. I mean, all, all those small details. Like, like you said, when you throw certain stats in, and you start talking about that. It's tough to really diagnose that situation. But, um, yeah, for sure. But that's why I said he Harden got that elite milestone. You know, of joining the four. Yeah, guys that's a good. That so, so I think that's why I think they do look at stuff quantify. Like that. That's kind of a huge. Uh, I mean, you can give it to LeBron, but you're right. You got to find something, and that—that's something. Yeah, you know. That's why I thought LeBron averaging highs and uh, assists and uh, rebounds was kind of—it's kind of interesting. To uh, yeah, stuff wears better. off. Stuff wears off. I guess like you said, like that shock value thing. Like, oh, he triple doubled again. As a, you know, that's kind of like wow. You think that should be wow? Did he really? Dude averaged like that's what we got. But lost a lot of its luster after he did it the first year, and then it came back and did it again. Pretty, yeah. So. Well, same thing with them guys hitting them home runs in baseball. That's like, <laughs> I mean, that's like the second time you get laid, right? Whoa. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I think he maybe, <laughs> you maybe you're talking about like. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, man. Depends where. Depends, depends what type of rabbit hole this. I mean, yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Um. Hey, before we get into the rookies, I want to talk quick shout out to the Lakers draft. They picked two. Uh, they picked the the McCulloch from Kansas. That's not the dude I was talking about, but they got him and Wagner, and that'll be cool to see what they do. All right, rookie leader Ben Simmons bullshit should have been Donovan Mitchell. Ben Simmons isn't a rookie. You've been calling that. You've been calling. He's not a rookie. He had one year. Uh, to work on his body, get bigger and stronger. 
He had the redshirt year to learn the NBA system. He got to learn the NBA schedule, you know, get up and what to do. He got to sit in meetings. He got to go to practice. He got to watch. He got to learn. So he had the sit-out year was very valuable for Ben Simmons. I think if every rookie sat out their first year in the league, they would be better for it. Yeah. I mean, not maybe not in the long run, and they shouldn't do it because they could contribute right away, but I'm saying they would have a better rookie year if they all got to sit out a year, <laughs> you know? But I guess under the criteria, I guess he I guess he qualifies as a rookie, so whatever, Ben Simmons, rookie of the year. You really want to take that from... I don't think he's a rookie. He's not a rookie. He's really... He, he was drafted two years ago. Well, it all depends on what sport you're in also. They call you a rookie in baseball if you do things of that nature. Yeah, but... But, well, you have to have so many... Get, yeah, yeah. It's just... I mean, it depends how you want to classify. You could go almost either way with it. Because um, I mentioned earlier Ben Simmons was in the running. You just like, you weren't having it. Ben Simmons, he ain't a rookie, you said. I've been saying that all year. Like, yeah. Since they started having the... Who's it going to be, Mitchell or... Um, since they started having that debate, I was riding with Donovan Mitchell... I think it's good enough to say, though, that, uh, like, uh, I guess I don't know how to say it, but, yeah, I don't know. Say I don't it. know, man. I don't, I don't Take know. Take a drink of this. I don't know. No. Nope, You're good with that. You're, no. That works wonders for you. That's your... But, uh... I would say, man, that comes down to the criteria of playing, actual put, being able to put the stats up, man. I think that's what it comes down to. If you value the actual floor experience or not. You think just being around the guys and building the body and training, you know, extra year that took them to that next level. But Yeah, I think that's I mean, rookie, I think better. it is by actually, I mean, they, they called it by his actual minutes on the floor and his actual game time. And I think that, you know, that's how it should be. You get a lot of guys in sports these days that are like 28-year-old 20, rookies. You know what I mean? Especially in baseball. You got a lot of guys that don't even, like, make it to the majors and they're still called these guys. I mean, Abreu was what a... A 27, 28-year-old rookie for the Sox. I mean, so it the word rookie, I guess, is, is probably the only He qualifies as a rookie because he didn't play any, in any games. But I think that he had an advantage over Donovan Mitchell as far as well, experience. Not on the court, but just, just overall getting structured into the NBA environment. I think there's something to be said for it. Like, there's a reason why people redshirt when they come into college because they're not ready to play, and then they're better as redshirt freshmen than they ever would have been as true freshmen, right? So you're on the bandwagon. You're on the Ben Simmons is a rookie side of this thing because I guess baseball's my overriding sport. You fought the baseball. And well, that's cool. Abreu won I think rookie. It's a Abreu won rookie of the year is like a 28 year old. Yeah, but you that doesn't I mean? make that. Uh, yeah, and you can make the. And he got to play. He, he got Cuba. to play in Cuba for five years. So you don't think that he should have been able to win Rookie of the Year on the baseball side? Well, you know what I mean, that's why right, I said right. it's a very sketchy thing these days. Like, I don't think the word should. rookie. It's it's changed a little bit. I guess is, is what I'm saying. Maybe Laura Rutledge. I think you're under. Laura Rutledge might be not enough. Yeah, I think to, you're under uh, underrating Laura I, Eldridge a lot. I underrated Laura Rutledge quite a bit. Laura I apologize. Rutledge. Laura Eldridge? Rutledge. <laughs> I know. I said, Eldridge. I don't know where that... You 
Keith Van Horn's dad coached Arkansas. Dave. Whoa, Dave, Davey. Keith, I mean, I made Keith, that up. Keith, I made that Keith's up, but it, happy. it looked like Keith's pop Dave that right could there. Be. That's probably what Keith Van Horn's dad looks like. How many times do you think he yelled at Keith growing up? Because he's just... Because Keith would get pissed and go outside and shoot free throws. Keith would get pissed and go outside, shoot free throws, work on his form. Work on his form. His elbow jumper. Why don't you go outside, work on your form, boy, and think about what you did. <laughs> is he now Dave is now running. All, he's now, coaching Arkansas, just like. Now all of a sudden he's from Indiana. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's movie, what happens. Saw the movie Hoosiers too many times, man. Nah, I just feel like Gene Hackman took over. Keith Van Hornware. He liked to pull his socks up. I had to throw that in there. That, I don't want that to get lost in the uh, Keith Van Horn talk. You wore high white socks. High white So Blaine socks. Knight is in line for another one. The guy just doesn't lose. Give me where he got draft. who drafted him. So give me the, here, I'm, I'll look it up. That I don't know, but uh, he hasn't thrown a pitch in 30 minutes. So we're gonna see what he's because at. they had that they must have had a, was that a four run inning? It was a four run inning. So they had that four run inning. He hasn't thrown a pitch in thirty minutes. Um, that works to his disadvantage. Maybe they just wanted to get through a batter. Well, no, he would have maintained the win either way. This kid's Baltimore Orioles. Player. He's going to Baltimore. Yeah, right? so he's got a chance. Well, well, ironic because he's gonna have a chance to kill fill in right away. As soon as this tournament is over, because Dylan Bundy's your guy is on the DL. Man, so if that guy isn't man, that guy's all Buxton team hands. He's you know he keeps he made a couple starts trying to like get off it, and then he goes right on the DL. Orioles, don't worry, help is on the way in the form of a <laughs> dirty ass mustache. So bartender, I bet Blaine Knight is going to be at Bartender's Pub at some point in his life. Bartender, you see that bartender's pub coming as well. You're, wow. I think Blade Knight's going to be there. If I had to call my prediction, my, my call of the night, Wolfman, another prediction of the night would be Blade Knight at Bartender's Pub. Okay. okay. In Baltimore, shout out about, uh, Bartender's Pub, Baltimore, Maryland. Shout out Anthony Hicks, Baltimore, Maryland, for verbally committing to the Illini today. So that'll put a nice little bow on that whole Baltimore. Bigger but bring it right back into the NBA talk. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. But, uh, yeah, Ben Simmons rookie of the year on paper, but he's not my rookie of the year. Oh, wow. Don man, Mitchell. you know, man, it went there. He went right it out. Did you ever, do you said LeBron's going back to the Cavs? So, I know, I read an article today about him. You heard it here first. Sharkhead says... Sharkhead says. I feel like he said some things where he's just—he's say it into the mic. I think LeBron, LeBron said, said he's going where back he wants to Cleveland. Just head right back to Cleveland. Uh, that's Sharkhead. Now I can't. Randy Sharkhead. I can't believe that. Shepherd whisper. I can't believe that. But that—that's the word on the street. That's the word on the street. Word on the street. That's it. He's plugged in. Scoop City over here. Randy Sharkhead. If anybody knows, it's him. So. What would you do? Would you stay? In, I mean, it's not It's not like he has a hometown. It's hard to even call I mean, I don't yeah, know. I would, uh, no, I mean. That would Well, probably, no, that's his hometown team, and that's the team that he was drafted by. He's from Akron. What would you but do? But if I was him, I'd go to L.A. and try to, I would do whatever I had to do to be Golden State. But I would rather live in L.A. than Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But but I'm, I'm also a 
traditionalist, loyal, like, state of Cleveland and try to do it for the small town, win one for the Gipper, win one for the Cavs, you know, try to get some people there to win it instead of going showtime. They got enough championships. I hate the Lakers too, but if LeBron went there, I would have to root for him. So, I don't know. Oh, man. What would you do? You, you staying in Cleveland or you going to L.A.? I'm staying in Cleveland. I like it. Maybe they're talking about Kawhi going to Cleveland. They, the Spurs don't want to trade him to a Western Conference team. Stay in Cleveland, man. Get the, get the guys you need. I don't, so Kawhi I don't know going to Cleveland. He's equipped being fickle. I mean, he would get these dudes, and then it seems like they just... I still don't get that Isaiah Thomas thing. I think Isaiah Thomas is a great basketball player, and I'm not sure how that went down. But Still on Isaiah Thomas. Well, I'm just, I'm just, he's just the guy that I bring up because I thought he was going to be like a crucial piece of that team. Like, and he turned out, dude, he did nothing there. Like, I, I just, it was a surprising thing. Blake Nick still throwing gas in '94. Throwing gas. All right, what do we got? Let's move. Let's get into. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna take a break. We're take a much break. deserved break because uh, we got some long ones tonight. But it's been a while since we've been in the studio, so we had to get it up. We had to get it out there. We had, um, we, had, we had to rub one out gonna, real good here. We're going to come back. World Cup soccer. Everybody's favorite. World Cup soccer coming at you. Many Dijkstra update. Not possibly. We don't know, but but it's there. So if there's, you know, we'll bring you that. Alex O. Should make sure Lenny's We're going to check right. in on him, too. And uh, we're going to talk Creed, too. I saw the trailer. I cannot wait. That's the movie that I've been wanting to see. I think I've played that through in my mind before. So we're going to see that. And uh, we'll be back to just talk some bullshit. I can't wait. I can't wait to catch uh, some uh, some Drago. I mean, they haven't really given us any bit. Drago too? Is he gonna be juicing? I. You know, what's what's the training? I hope so. What's the training montage of Drago gonna look like? You know what I mean? What's that gonna be? But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. That. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back to get into all that. House Money Sports, Wolfman J, Sharkhead G, back at you. We are going to get into a little World Cup update. The big, um, the big tournament, or one of the big tournaments that's going on right now, um, is the World Cup, and uh, it's apparently it's a big deal. Deal. Second football in America, though. This is the, this is the runner-up football, but we can still talk about it. Um, group play is wrapping up. I think there's one game apiece left for all these teams. Uh, the not, and we're going to find out who goes to the knockout phase. It starts June 30th. Russia and Uruguay and Group A, are they are moving on. Egypt and Saudi Arabia are, I'm pretty sure they're eliminated. Saudi Arabia has negative six points. <laughs> so they're going to finish in the red probably. Uh, Portugal... I actually pretty much all these groups are pretty much wrapped up except for uh, Denmark looks pretty safe. They 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 forced a zero to zero tie in a no doubt uh, very exciting soccer game. Um, Soccer's always intense, man. Zero zero to zero. I guess I guess if you're a purist, you probably do appreciate a good zero to zero soccer game. Uh, I think the only two groups that are left to decide shit would be Group B and Group F. Mexico 
has not advanced yet, even though they're 2-0 in their group. Germany and Sweden both have three points. So it looks like they're going to have to... I don't know. It's not over yet. Like, Mexico could... If they lose to Sweden, I think, in their last game, and Germany wins by more than two goals or something, Mexico will be eliminated, but... With everything that's going on right now, Mexico is kind of like a sentimental favorite, so they could advance. They're in first place in their group. Belgium and England are pretty safe. They're pretty safe. Um, so that looks to be about the only teams that are left, or the only groups that are left to be decided. I think Iran isn't mathematically eliminated yet. Uh, they have three points. Portugal and Spain are sitting atop there. Uh, they're plus, they, they both have four points, so there's probably some stuff to work out there, but uh, my, my, my pick to win, Belgium, uh, I'm pretty sure is Those are your boys. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated. They probably powered by waffles. Uh, does Belgium even eat anything else besides, <laughs> like, do they cook anything else in that country? Nah. I'm going to say probably not. Nah. Um. But they've been a lot of beer, a lot of lot I of think, red ales, a lot I, of ales and uh, waffles. I think the last them. game they have in their group is against England, and I don't think that even matters. So they probably just play all their backups. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they don't. They probably have like soccer is probably like hockey where they just play until the end and start right back up. They get they get after it. You know what I mean? Like they don't take any minutes off. They try to win at all times. Probably. That's that's playing with Russia in the hockey. If if Mighty Ducks taught me anything at all. Yeah. Alex O is in Russia right now. And the World Cup is in Russia, so He's partying at that right now. His him and his girlfriend are partying. And his girlfriend is pretty good looking, but kind of out of his league. But when you're a hockey champion, when you're a hockey champion, I don't think any woman is out of your league. Any man. That couldn't He's missing a couple better. front teeth, and he has a... Those front teeth really are right where they're supposed to be. Exactly. So, yeah, missing, no. That's just, a, that's, just a, that's just a phrase that you could use with him, but there's teeth are right where they're supposed to be. He's got a haggardly beard. And it doesn't look like he's bathed in a while, but his girlfriend is smoking hot. So that's what happens in the world of hockey champions. Um, what else do we got? So there's your World Cup update. Belgium's still alive. My my sleeper Russia is uh, good to go. They're still. They're, it looks like they're going to be in the knockout phase. Group A plays Group B. Group A, 1A plays 2B in the knockout phase. So it looks like Russia and Spain in the opening round there. Where does Russia? And we could get into all this. Where does Russia I'm actually find grass to, to practice football? You're saying Russia Where does doesn't Russia have grass? find grass? I mean, you're saying maybe Russia doesn't have grass. You're going. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a picture of Russia with grass in it. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Russia where it wasn't snow. That's what I'm saying. Is it snowing right now in Russia? Every day. I think Actually, I don't even know if it needs to snow. No, it just Russia. snow just stays like, I think there. The, it, I think the snow just might grow like grass instead. Like <laughs> it just sits there. Out of the, I don't know the water. So instead of grass growing, it's the really water just pours up and freezes in Russia. I th- I'm, I, I, 
I don't know. Maybe I saw that all wrong. No, I think you're on to something. I think you, you have a very valid point. I think snow. These are just observations. I, I think don't... snow does grow like grass in Russia. You let it ride out. You let it ride out. But they got the home snow right now. Down the home home snow advantage. And uh, they're right. They are undefeated. So. Anything else on the World Cup? There's only there's one, two, three groups that aren't decided yet. Uh, Brazil. It is awesome when they do score Serbia. a goal and they just run yet with their arms in the air. That, that is fun to watch. Group D, E, and H are still undecided. It is fun when they score goals and go H shit. Yeah. Takashi like six nine is riding hard for Mexico oh, too. Man. There's another negative that guy. So, I am going to bring you College World Series update because we're the home for your College World Series um, stuff. Oh, just for, okay, so yeah, College yeah, World yeah. Series update. I left it off. Young men and their baseball. I left it off in uh, on Wednesday. Arkansas and Texas were in the winners bracket. Arkansas won seven to four. Obviously, spoiler alert: Blaine Knight is in the College World Series. You know that Arkansas has done pretty well. They beat Texas Tech seven to four on Wednesday. Oregon State beat UNC in an elimination game. The Beavers won eleven to six. UNC is eliminated. They're back to, to not going. To, they're back on campus, not going to class. Uh, Thursday, would you? Florida. Yeah, you wouldn't. You if I went to North Carolina, absolutely not, because I wouldn't have to, especially if I was in, if I was playing. I would want to know when you would go to class. Um, what time would that be? Florida, <laughs> Florida uh, uh, waited the loser of Arkansas Texas Tech in an elimination game. Florida had one loss. They beat Texas Tech nine to six. So Texas Tech was in the winners bracket as of Wednesday, and by Thursday afternoon they were going home. Um, I'm pretty sure they probably have to go to class at Texas Tech. Uh, probably anything trickle down from like Texas A&M. You probably like Texas, Texas A&M, and then like after that TCU might not, but Texas Tech they probably have to go. Uh, Friday, Oregon State, Mississippi State. Uh, it was an elimination game for the Beavers because Mississippi State hadn't lost yet, and actually Mississippi uh, Oregon State had to beat uh, Mississippi State twice in a row to advance. They beat them the first game 12-2. That was Mississippi State's first loss. And then the next game, uh, Friday, was Arkansas-Florida. Arkansas beat defending champ Florida, eliminated them 5-2 to advance to the College World Series uh, championship round. And then in the other elimination game, Oregon State did beat Mississippi State twice to advance to the College World Series championship round. The best of three. They beat them 5-2, and it's going on right now. And as we speak, real-time update, Arkansas and Blaine Knight are winning 4-1. Arkansas, Blaine Knight, and his mustache. 4-1 over the Beavers. Blaine Knight's doing good things today. He's a, he had a couple Blaine rough Knight, innings. He had a couple rough innings. Today. And got right out of it. He did. He's pitched out of some jams. So You learn a lot when you get caught up in them jams. So that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for the College World Series. Next time we'll come back, we'll obviously tell you who won. You might even know who won. You probably didn't know who was playing or how they got here right now. But you might hear something about who won. But we're going to tell you about it anyway. Might even have a stat or two. So come back here, College World Series. This is your home for the College World Series. Um, 
time Let's, for some updates. What you got? Well, we updated Alex O. We're done with that. Lenny Dykstra is not in jail, I don't think. So what? what's he doing right now? How many drugs, over-under drugs in Lenny Dykstra's system? Two? wonder how crazy It's Lenny always Dykstra safe to is. go, too. You know, I've seen that video since we did the first part to this segment. And, uh, man, it's... Nobody's ever going to really know how crazy it got inside that Uber car. The Uber driver was pretty spooked. Yeah, that's what they made it seem like. Like, panicked. That's and Lenny panicked. was... And yeah, if I had to go off of who was more guilty, Lenny or the Uber driver, at that, like, Lenny was the guy that was just trying to... Didn't want to spend the night in jail. So, he was trying to talk, like, I don't even know. Like, I just go home and we'll forget all about... This well, it looks like he would. He was gonna say life. anything and anything in that in that video yeah. recording. He'd say whatever to slip out of that, as we've all been there. <laughs> he was just Maybe we haven't all been. There. I've been there. So Lenny, so Lenny, so Lenny's doing all right. One or two guys, what? in this room have been there, slipping away, trying. Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> to not. Not highly recommended and things to don't put that on your to-do list. You don't want that. Man, it was a crazy video. It was a crazy video though. I mean both of them were saying the same story. Yeah. It's kinda weird, like the dude basically was like, I'm gonna call the cops and I'm gonna say this, and then they got out and they both were like He's he crazy! Was, yeah. He's crazy. I called you, he's crazy, he's trying to kidnap me. So Lenny like, Lenny, you were in the back seat. He's like, you can't kid, like, I don't know, you, it, I don't know, it was wild. They were so Lenny is at a titty bar, he's at a strip club right now, it's, it's 10, it's 10 on the east coast, Lenny is at a strip club, two drugs, it's all good. So there's your Lenny Dykstra. He got in and out, he's back on it. Quick, quick update. Probably isn't using Uber anymore. Probably Four days ago, Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra tweeted about... Lyft's turn to take over. Oh, yeah. He's on the Lyft. Lenny is on the Lyft bandwagon. He might be the new spokesperson for Lyft. <laughs> Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> Lenny should be. They might start calling him Lenny Lyft. Nails. <laughs> Lenny Nails. Lyft. Wait, yeah. yeah. All Lyft drivers are going to be wearing around old school Phillies jerseys <laughs> in Dykstra. no time. <laughs> Lenny Dykstra is the spokesperson for Lyft. Oh, that's that's too good. Like that's perfect. Yeah, right. Man, they lift. They're both. They're both win. Could that's a win-win for Lenny and Lift right there. Could you both. have a generic commercial that said, you know, he's like ride Lift or I'll blow your fucking hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon my Lenny Dykstra. Well, that's what he said to the Uber driver. So I think that you get like the you get the you get the marketing and you get a shot at Uber, your main competition, all in one. Boom. I love it. You you know Lenny Dykstra's kids' names? I don't. He named one of them after a pitch, I believe. Slider? Cutter. <laughs> Cutter Dykstra. Nice. That's not named after a relative... That's his how, favorite pitch. How old is, is a cutter? And now we, I mean, we know. Well, yeah, how, how old is Cutter? He's got Luke, Gavin, and then Cutter. He's, how old is Cutter? And when are we going to start talking about Cutter? If that dude being I'd drafted. pick that dude up in my mind. Oh, yeah. Like right now. Like yeah, not even knowing anything about him, I'm picking up Cutter Dykstra. Luke and Gavin, I could see that, but Cutter Dykstra? Yeah, that's that was at the end. Okay, so. 
Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking these ages out. Cause, well, well, I want to know what the order he had him. Luke Dykstra is out, he's under the radar. Can't even find his age out there. But Cutter's 28. Oh, so Cutter's past his opportunity. Yeah, he's 28. That's probably makes sense, though, because... Because Lenny's probably up there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he's married to an actress. Cutter Dykstra is? She was on The Sopranos. Jamie Lynn Sigler. Um, wow. Who also dated Mark Sanchez. Of... Butt fumble? Oh, butt fumble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So let me... Let me... Recap. Lenny. This. Hold on. Lenny Dykstra's son, Cutter Dykstra, is dating a woman from The Sopranos who dated... They're married, but, I believe. Married. Spouse, spouse means married. Yeah, married, spouse. Married a woman Since from... Since 2016. Go ahead. Married a woman from The Sopranos... Who, who dated butt fumble Mark Sanchez? Who yeah. dated butt fumble Sanchez? Mark Sanchez. Yeah, that's wow. That's that did happen. She's in all kinds of things, like acting things. She was on Entourage. That's a full circle. There. She was on Entourage. How I Met Your Mother. Uh, she appeared as the check it girl for the digital short "Jizz in My Pants" by the Lonely Island, the SNL skit with uh, Samberg. She's the checkout girl. <laughs> I mean, that's wow. that's Lenny Dykstra's boy, Cutter Dykstra's wife. W- wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. The more you know. She's also studied at the Cultural Arts Playhouse in Old Bethpage. I have no idea what that sentence even means. I mean, if you that, that's how you become an actress, probably. You probably Cultural Arts like Playhouse that. in Old Bethpage. That's how you become wait, an actress. Wait, Old Bethpage is a town? <laughs> is Old Bethpage... I just that sentence really... It says in Old Bethpage. This woman, fascinating. <laughs> Went to Hebrew school and had a bar mitzvah. I mean... Is she I more fascinating than Lenny at this point? She's with Lenny's son, Cutter. Named after a <laughs> she pig. She is! She's, What's I mean, going on with her? This is the type of woman Lenny Dykstra's son, Cutter, would have found. But... <laughs> Man, wow. Meadow something on the Sopranos. Oh, by the way. Old Beth Page. Quick correction. Uh, Darko Milicic was the Serbian dude that was in the LeBron draft that went to Detroit that was a flop. And Yogi Ferrell was the other basketball name. So, nice little perfect segue there from Cutter and his wife to two basketball players. I feel like that was a good transition. Old Beth Page is in New York. Cultural so Art old Playhouse Beth Page, in New York. Old Beth Page is old a Beth town? Old Beth Page, New York. It's Old Beth Page, New York. <laughs> wow. That's in my Mount Rushmore of all namesy towns. I feel like I gotta, like, figure... I gotta old find a way Beth to get to Old Beth Page and have, like, a chocolate shaker. I don't... You, you do have to... No, you have to have a Eat a skinny piece of pizza? What do you do in Old... No, you do... You go to Old Beth Page, you sit down in an old country restaurant... Oh. And you have scrambled eggs <laughs> and toast in the diner. And orange juice Co- in a glass that's this big. The tiniest. How how big is that? That's, a, that's what you do in Old Beth Page. It's like one of those little orange juice things. It's funny, like they give you orange juice in diners, like it's ever clear. Like if you have too much of it, your whole night's fucked. Like just <laughs> give me a glass of orange juice. Like just any more than this shot right here. And you're going to go bonkers. Old Beth Page <laughs> is in my Mount Rushmore with Paint Lick, Kentucky. 
Old Bethpage could be real close. Well, not Mount Rushmore. It could be real close to, uh, I was going to say Niagara Falls, but, you know, I, the Niagara I Falls twisted region. up my, my landmarks on, on that one. Wow, sure you did. were way, you were like thousands of miles off right Yep, now. yep. That's pooch screwing. But, a little bit of so, that. top two towns, Old Bethpage, New York, and Paint Lake, Kentucky, are on the Mount Rushmore of town names for me right now. Oh, man. Jamie Lynn Sigler also played a so call girl on USA. I think some chick named Heidi Fleiss. I, think I feel like you know who that is. Somebody does somewhere. I'm sorry. Like, she I, won me over, bro. I feel like the best thing to come out of this show is that old that there we have discovered there's a town called Old Beth Page. It is. Hey, it's the best thing, the best piece of information that we have talked about this whole time. She hung out with Mariah Carey. I'm still on her. She was in a Mariah Carey video through the rain in 2002. Cutter Dykstra's wife. Cutter Dykstra did pretty good for himself, considering that he didn't do anything with his father's name. He stayed away from baseball. He did. He did so well. what do you think about? I saw the trailer for Creed two. First of all, I saw the movie Gotti. It was horrible. <laughs> don't go. Don't even wait for that one to go to. Like, I'm a big mob movie guy. Don't even wait for that one to go to any type of any streaming thing or anything like that. Don't steal it. Don't watch it because it's go- you're worse off for it. It's even John Travolta can't even do that any justice. But I saw the trailer for Creed two, and uh, I don't know if that I've boy been. Cutter. I don't know if I've been more excited. This is like top three all time excited sports movies for me. Like I. Can't wait for this to happen. Wow, look at this post. And I've been waiting. Look at that. Look at look at Victor Drago right there, bud. Yeah, yep. He's on. He's on his dad's cycle. Right. I was there. hoping for the blonde hair. I was hoping for the blonde hair. I've been waiting for Apollo Creed to get real revenge, not just Rocky revenge, but real revenge. For oh, a long you, time. You you long really, time coming. I feel like they made amends when they got in Expendables together. Sylvester Creed and Rocky. They well, made amends. Man. Well, no. I, well, I'm talking Apollo. Yeah, so... Oh, you're I'm, saying you think there's going to be some ruckus between the old men rivers. No, I'm Ooh. saying... Well, maybe. Could be ruckus. And then Apollo... But I'm waiting for Apollo Creed to get real justice. Let me hear what you're saying. Apollo Creed's son, I'm saying, to be Drago's son. That's that's real payback. Son beating... Oh, yeah. Oh. That's, that's real... Wait, so you're rooting for Drago. No. Oh, oh, Creed, wow. Apollo Creed's son to get... Yeah, yeah, I got you. Because he he, he ended them. He ended them good. He broke... He, he, he broke him. He broke him. He broke him. He, and Drago was uh, a real champion. He defeated all men. Uh, except for Rocky, because he was a piece of iron. So what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is... I've been waiting for this for a long time. And it's gonna happen. Yeah. And then, happen. and then when they brought Creed back, I just thought, "Yep, we're one step closer." Creed one, and like we're one step closer, and now, now here we are. You talking about some of this is what you talking about? Some of that, yeah. And we're just gonna bring all these like. There's so much potential in this movie. There's so much potential for 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 one liners. There's so much potential for Drago to come back. Maybe a little street fight. Rocky and Drago, I mean, so much. Could there's, a lot, there's a lot. I mean, when did uh, when did 
When did that Rocky come out? We need to know when that Rocky came out. This is this 85. Is That's my call. Well, he, it was guess. Rocky 4. We need Rocky 4. I'm going to guess that Drago Jr. is a machine that kills people all the way up to the Creed fight. Oh, like, yeah. I'm going to say Drago 2 has a couple bodies under his belt. Going into Already? that fight. Going into that fight. Nice. Or maybe he's a test tube baby. And they bring him out just for that fight. Like, they've been training him his whole life to kill Creed's son like his dad. Like, they want to keep the... Yeah. The cycle. They want to keep the cycle going. Is that what happens? Original Rocky, 1976. Rocky IV, 1985. We're looking at... God, I'm fucking right every time on this show. I don't even know... Like, my streak is... Six cents. You got a six cents right there. streak? Like, I have a Cal Ripken Iron Man streak going on right now. That's pretty remarkable. You're killing it. You're doing well. You're doing well for yourself on this. 32 years. 32 years later, Creed gets his real revenge. And, like, they're going to bring back, like, they're going to visit the the grave. They're going to visit the cemetery. Apollo Creed's going to come back in this. Might hear his voice. Might be a voiceover where his father's talking to son. He's going to be like yelling at Rocky. About I don't this. think you understand how excited I am for this. I'm a lot more excited when does about this, this movie one come than out? the first one, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. The first, and I was well, excited the for first the Creed, first I was like, I'm, I'll check it out, but I didn't really. Because the last Rocky movie was pretty was pretty rough. Just I think it was Rocky Balboa, and it was him just like telling stories in a diner. I mean, what? He was yelling at his son in the street. Stay woke. Stay woke. Is this going to be... Is 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 he went there? Is is Apollo Creed gonna son gonna kill Drago? Is this like when Hogan? They weren't. They ain't gonna do that. Is this like when Hogan brought the Ultimate Warrior back to WCW just so we could beat him, just so that he could erase the the lot the only the loss that he had in WWE? This is November twenty one. This one's gonna get you all warmed up for Christmas. November 21? November so we're right 21. in the holiday season. It is going to get you warmed up for Christmas. It's going to get you warmed up for that Christmas We're going to all pile in. We're just going to pile into the theaters. Well, I don't know. This is going to be 3D. I, you know what? I'll probably, be pretty, 3D? I'll probably be pretty jacked up about seeing that movie. Or, or is it going to be like, are we going to see a boxing match in 3D? Maybe. Like when Drago falls, he's gonna fall right into our laps. I won't catch him. I wouldn't either. I got. You got I feel like. You heard me. How many times have you watched this trailer, Wolfman? Huh? How many times? Have you A couple. Who over under rounds? Drago Creed. Two. Who you got? What do you mean on on rounds? How many rounds is he gonna? What go? are the chances they don't go? The full 12. Exactly. That's probably a better way to put that. And the chances are zero. It has to They're go the going full 12. 12. I mean, how many ways can you end these boxing movies, right? Like, how That's many- what I'm saying. He's going to have to... I mean, okay. Is it a, is it a win? It's going to be... A- if he doesn't kill him. If <laughs> is it a win if he doesn't kill... Is it a letdown? Like, man- is it death or nothing? Like, cha- like... Like, it's, like, some teams, they have to win a championship or it's a disappointing season. Does he have to kill Drago's son or it's a disappointing fight? Oh, Even gonna, if he wins. That would tear Drago apart because I'm pretty sure he's in this. I'm pretty sure Drago's in this. Father Bear oh, Drago yeah. is in this. Drago's coming back. 
Is there going to be some ruckus between Drago and Rocky? Yes. Is it just going to be like a weird old man yep. fight like thing in the sh you know and then this is about your father. And then Miss Huxtable shows up on the and scene. And then Miss Huxtable. <laughs> where, the, where is Miss Huxtable coming from? I mean, Miss Huxtable, I'm pretty sure was was Apollo Creed's mistress's was Apollo Creed's mistress. This is his bastard child. This is Apollo Creed's bastard child. This isn't. This I just isn't, don't like to. I don't like the phrase. This isn't a like legitimate that. kid here. We're, we're talking about Apollo Creed's other side. I'm ready. I'm they ready. haven't even showed Drago yet. They haven't even showed Drago yet. The right hook. I don't know if that's going all the what way. Other, you got any other movies that are coming out that you want to see? Since we're on the movies. Predator. Predator. They just released a Predator trailer as well. I mean, if you want to tie some classic movies. But this has nothing to do with like, the, this is just the name. They're trying to reboot. It's, it's a whole different thing. But we're still bringing classics back. 2018. I'm, I like the classics. People people get a little salty on the classics. You're saying that's a Predator remake. Oh, but no, they're trying to reboot it in a different way. Because they went they, they, they took these Predator movies in a cheesy way. And I don't know how they're not going to do it anymore. We'll, I'll, be, I'll, be interested if, I'll be interested if this movie ain't cheesy as hell. I, you know what? I might You might find me... In old Beth Page though on November twenty first, watching Creed two. I mean that's where we might flood the. I mean, I feel like we should go to. There Beth is Page. a weird old Beth Page. There is a weird attraction to old Beth Page right now. I mean I knocked that I knocked that in the notes section. It's definitely. <laughs> We're gonna have some God. old Beth Page information for you on the next one. We might do a podcast from old Beth Page, <laughs> to be honest. Man. Traveling, it's gonna travel. We have some uh, locations. Locations. And we can add old Beth Page to to it. So let's let's fucking wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up for for Wolfman J. It's been a while. We Randy decided Shark to just, just rock it out for a bit. We got it done. Live update: Arkansas is winning four to one. Looks like Blaine Knight's undefeated streak remains at over a year, over three hundred and eighty something days. It's good for him. Now we need. Do we need some Drago awkward? Uh, Intro music to rock out on, to 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 fade out on. I don't know the Drago. No, I won't. I won't do it. The Drago intro music. I will not play. I mean, man, it's creepy. It's there's nothing good about it. There's nothing good about this theme song. I mean, <laughs> no, it's creepy. It is. It is. You and played it for me one time, and I I couldn't get down on it. I couldn't. I didn't actually. You didn't Wait, tell me what it was. Is this? Uh, you didn't tell me what it who, was the first who time. Who are our sponsors? The owner is probably be a quality one. <laughs> Degree. Yeah. I'm old. I feel like it should be right now. Are you played this for me, and I have no and idea Creed what too. this was. And go check out Gamblers. Uh, there it is. See, why does this kid... Go check out the Gambler's Report. Why does this kid not have blonde hair, though? He better have and hair. get vocal. We'll see you there, too. Live video feed once a week. And on that note, we're going to leave you with Drago. We're going to get out of here.